0: What's up, everybody? This is Joe LaPuma. You were listening. You were watching the Complex Sneakers podcast. As always, I am with my two guys, my co-hosts. First off, Mr. Matt Welty.
1: Rainy day, but we're here.
0: We are here. And to my left, Mr. Brendan Dunn. Still here. Still here. I weird thought, day. Yeah, weird Weird week. Mm-hmm. I thought that jacket didn't make... I thought that jacket didn't make it.
2: So the ja- <laughs> the jacket I'm wearing it's a custom lorenzo g nike windbreaker that he hand dyed. it's it's a beautiful one um this was i had this jacket with me when i got in a car crash yes. earlier this year and there there was oh that's the jacket yeah that's what he said and definitely there was a span of 24 hours where it was absolutely splattered with blood but my dear friend kelly elward who was driving the car that we got hit mm-hmm. you know when we got hit uh She's a pro, and she cleaned almost all the blood out of it. So it looks, I don't see any more blood, either. you know.
1: Me either. See any blood on me? That's what it's from. It's my blood. I'm surprised that you were wearing a windbreaker in Hawaii. Wasn't? I feel like it'd be like 90 degrees.
2: Um, I feel like
1: it was for an IG photo. I feel like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel like. Yeah. I feel but like. what I happens when you look, they look say. Fashion has no this season. Cool on Fashion the grid. has no season. Look what happens when you try to flex with a gram. Fashion I get hit no by a season. car. Fashion
2: was no season. <laughs> we get rolled over in a car. Classic complex degrees podcast episode.
0: The weather's <laughs> weather's not great today, but
2: you it's eerie. It's eerie, but you were in some warm weather recently. I was in Miami. Yeah. How yep. was that? It was it was fun. It was a lot of work. We were running around a bunch. Was that
1: your first time at Art Basel?
2: Yeah, it was. I didn't get any art. Did you see any real art?
1: No. But I saw a lot of our friends. Well, you saw some art in the form of footwear.
2: Yeah which one which which footwear the codes that was so wait how did you
0: how did you and i say this politely how did you weasel your way in there
2: to be the (laughs) first
0: one to Um, get
2: because respectfully you were the first one mm -hmm. how'd you we had a heads up from the people at nike that they were going to be putting on this show for virgil abloh's Mm -hmm. work at art basil at the rubel museum and this is in Conjunction with VA Securities, which is kind of the umbrella yeah. company that Virgil's wife yes. Shannon Ablo has formed to, I guess, house all his creative endeavors. And there's also this outfit called Architecture, which is mm-hmm. kind of this think tank platform that okay. exists to carry out Virgil's Nike work. Okay. And this 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 group has existed for a while. It's run by uh, Chloe Mafu Sultan, mm-hmm. and they had reached out to us saying, "Look." we're gonna be showing some stuff at the museum and we're also gonna be kind of talking about in some way what's to come from Virgil, what Virgil and Nike's work look like in the future together and the idea around it is this thing of, again, the show is called Codes. Mm -hmm. This idea that, and I think we can all agree on this, Virgil has an identifiable set of design characteristics that can be duplicated if you want or can be applied to any medium, maybe even when he's not around. So. It was an incredible show. I think it's really important. Sorry, I'm just monologuing here. It's okay. Please no. forgive me. Um, you didn't answer the
0: question though. But what, what was the question? You were literally the first one in there. Was it a press event? And you were just quick to like getting the. I mean, you
2: know, I'm always going to show up early. Okay, so that's the thing. You were you showed up. Yeah, we, we yeah we showed up early. We we were. We... Were you first in line? There wasn't a line. Okay. It was it was a media preview. Got it. Got and it. I think there were only a couple people there, and of course, you know, Complex was there. Okay, and it seemed like a great event. We were the most intrepid reporters on the scene, so it was interesting new.
1: too. Because the, the one thing I saw that there was um there was a lot of shoes there, mm-hmm. especially the Air Force One mid, mm-hmm. because a lot of those tons had, of iterations of the Air Force One. Yes, mid. but a lot of those had like very distinct uh, cultural context to us, yes. and it felt like maybe a, some people who were there to report on it didn't quite catch up on the cues.
2: I know what you mean. Like, I know what you mean. To like like the average was, viewer.
1: There was, a, there was an Olympic, the Olympic Air Force One, which is like one of the most iconic Air Force Ones of a generation. One of the most bootlegged ones, too. Yeah, but it, it's a very um, distinct shoe. And if you're of sneakers at that time, it's yeah. easily so, recognizable. Yeah, and they flipped it into a mid. And so the, many people were taking pictures of it. Yeah. And no one was saying, hey, look, it, it's the Olympic Air Force One into a Air Force One so mid. To- one. So kind yeah.
0: of related to that, to, to your point, the Olympic Air Force One during the finish line years, if... Rudy Calderon of Yao yeah, Ming fame. fame had a shoe that like was his flex shoe. It was the Olympic Air Force One. Really, and it's funny because like none none of us had it. Like my Were you our jealous? mentor. Um, I wasn't ever into it. Rudy was a big Air Force one with the jerseys guy and the, the, the flex, Yeah. And the the size 56 shorter than me, respectfully. (laughs) And you know, with the, with the flat fitted, but like, that was one where like, he must've maybe got it from a mom and pop store, but that was like his go-to flex shoe. Mm -hmm. And none of us who worked there had it. And when I saw it, I was like, man. Can we can
1: we bring Rudy on the pod and have him bring the shoes? I, would, do, love, do I a, would love. I wonder, legit wonder if he check? still Do has a it. legit check. Get the uh, uh, was it the the black light out? Yeah, yeah, do yeah. the bad bunny? Did you see the bad yeah, bunny legit check side? that he oh, brought yeah. back
0: from sneaker shopping? Oh
1: my god!
2: But
0: yeah, that I noticed
2: that the Olympic. Yeah, yeah. Well, I do think that's such an important thing to mention to mm-hmm. all these Air Force ones there that are referencing Air Force mm-hmm. ones of old, but through the lens of Virgil Abloh, off white Nike. There's the, the Olympic one. There were. Sheed, Sheed. off white Air Force Ones, which if you paid attention, we get we dropped a little hint to that yeah. on, on Full Size around a couple months ago. Um there was you know, we've talked to Fat Joe about how Virgil wanted to do a yes. terror squad off white Air Force One. I was there, a, li- it was I was a there.
1: little little disappointed yeah, by I that one. I don't love that that because the 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 reference point was the lettering or yeah. the, the mm-hmm. font mm-hmm. from the terror squad air force ones but it was the ow yeah which if you if you know you know but it's not as exact of a flip on yeah it. plus on an air force one mid with the cleat bottom on them but I, I
2: i i do think we don't need to hold those against the the body of work that he has because those are also samples and stuff that never right. released so right. like if For they decided sure. they didn't want to do them
0: i really like they had like prestos that were not finished with mm-hmm. his writing on them mm-hmm. and things like that they really bought out like the prototypes
2: and the samples the, for, the yeah. one
1: that obviously everyone's like salivating over was that uh the collection of the, the museum yeah air force ones in different colorways
2: yeah the orange i mean i th- think the, the best tan. is
1: that, that burgundy
2: one maroon
0: yes, yes yeah, That was yeah, yeah, yeah. bay
2: giving well to your fist bump is that a bay short color
0: yeah exactly bay <laughs> color <laughs> but maroon, maroon just a
1: great color on shoes i was yeah.
0: waiting I, I was like you know i didn't want to be like a uh you know base your fanboy but since when but <laughs> since when but i was like you know everyone was saying it the red and then i was like the burgundy one mm-hmm. is so like l- look like a little like cabernet a little you bit doing, oh, yeah. you know were you, were you doing a little, <laughs> a little cab and a little <laughs> base short Marauders the chef's colorway kiss thing? <laughs> loved it it looked really really good yeah
2: it was it was beautiful to see those especially because virgil's work has been on display a lot in these different museum exhibits and sometimes yeah. you walk into the room and you think oh I'm familiar with these things. I've seen this stuff before, but that exhibit there at the Rebel Museum in Miami had this whole other half to it of all these unreleased shoes, all these things that you've never seen before, all this stuff pulled from the department of Nike archives. I think it was the biggest ever transport of shoes out of the archives they had to do. And I think it's so special to get to see those things, to get to see like wealthy said, the references to historical sneaker culture moments yep. to show how much Virgil understood the work and it lets the public enjoy it. And I yes. think that that's a very, uh, specific thing that that Virgil's work was about you know kind of being like open source you could hop on these computers and download files from his hard drive and airdrop into your phone to some extent yeah you know like it's about letting people explore these things in a physical sense like they don't just have to see jpegs of them online they can go see them and even nfts yeah we're not we're not doing nft (laughs) i mean but even like the programming there that weekend like i was excited you know fraser cook is talking futura is talking you know john hoke uh, nike's chief design officer is there people who you know i spoke to dave vereker briefly people who you don't really see out in public that much and it felt like this kind of celebration this this open source thing of letting people have access to the work that virgil did and we also had to give a special shout out to a friend of all of ours Oh, no, not him.
1: No, Jersey Jinx. Oh, yeah, That's yeah, the-
2: I thought it was going to be PG. Yeah, yeah, I spoke to Jinx. Yeah, Jinx hosting. was hosting the the panels that weekend. Yeah, very cool. A lot of knowledge. Uh, Virgil's wife was there. I spoke to her
1: briefly. Just awesome. Who was also in the news mm-hmm. recently. Yep. The New York Times, Times, Times article. Yeah. She was wearing the black cement off-white Jordan 4s that our friend Arthur, Arthur Carr. Carr. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did Had you, by the way? I need to send him today.
2: Okay. <laughs> you got to send a gift to Arthur. But speaking of... Not really knowing enough about sneakers to to write about them authoritatively. We could we could send a tidy, tidy uh, correction to the New York Times who, when they posted oh. the photo of Shannon Ablo Virgil's wife wearing the black and red Jordan fours, they the caption on the photo said that it was a uh, off-white Air Force One. I which...
0: miss. I saw you and I saw you guys talking about that. I missed the. I missed the yep. what was going on. Of course, there. not
2: the case. Also, she did relay to me the same story that Arthur, Arthur told us about. There was a time when she was at Disneyland with a group of Virgil's friends, and she had on her feet the unreleased Off-White Air Jordan 4 in black and red, a sneaker that, as far as we know, is never coming out. And people around were breaking their necks and looking at them and maybe even assuming that they were fake. And then they realized the cohort that she was with and who she was. And yeah, those things are real. Those things are real. <laughs> They're I, extremely real. I do,
1: I do think it's funny because he obviously Arthur obviously has the skit on the Drake – Mm -hmm. 21 album yeah um and you know just i want the smoke we want bars yeah 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 yeah. i've I've, you know just been at the gym and that's like 21 and the boy and the boy yeah i've been at the gym and that's just like an album that like it just gets played a lot yeah recently not by you personally but just it's on yeah yeah and that skit just let people let it run through. So it's just funny to be in the gym and all of a sudden you just hear Arthur Carr. Does <laughs> it does it add to the deadlift? <laughs> just going. No. Does it, it help it, the it, deadlift? It, it's just funny because like the people work out with. I don't really talk about this yeah. world, but I'm like, I know that guy. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Beautiful. Yeah.
0: One thing. Um. Did you get any update on the Futura dunks? Because I saw PG, you know, saying like was sell PG me-
2: was rumor mongering. Yeah,
0: he was just like buying all sizes. But what? Any? I saw those on display. Any? Anything? Yeah. So
2: Futura was there. The off white Futura nike dunk low that never released was there on display and the I mets colorway or whatever. and the carolina blue the but blue, there's like yeah, some yeah.
0: sort of like his treatment like tie thing. yeah, yeah.
2: Those, those aren't releasing from what i've been told so I, I wouldn't anticipate there by the way i also saw a friend nick schoenberger a decent amount down there really? in, in miami yeah
0: wow you saved the best for last
2: <laughs> i didn't save the best for last you know who else i saw right outside the hotel who <laughs>
0: No, really? <laughs>
1: yeah. uh, did you say what up? I said hi to Jay. Nice. Did he, All right, uh, Nick
0: Schommer. Did he remember you remember this time, Brendan? <laughs> he did. <laughs> he knew who I was. Did you hit any of the spots I hit? Le Sandwiches? Any? I no.
2: spent a lot of money at Les Sandwichery. Did you like
0: it? Yeah, it's, it's good. Yeah,
2: croissant yeah. sandwiches. Many, Ooh. many of them. Hanging out with Gerald. Hanging out with our friend Bima. Sorry. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Again, I. I okay. Joe's, Joe's throwing sneaker boxes around. Not bad. I, I hate to monologue too much, but when I go to these things, whether it's Complex Con or whether it's a sneaker event somewhere around the world or, you know, Basel in Miami, it, it fills me with so much joy to see all these people who I know from over yeah. the years in the yeah. industry and just connect with people. However briefly it is, whether it's in a hotel lobby or
1: at a party at 4 a.m., you know, and just Whoa. 4 a.m. Wait, 4
0: a.m. party. No Wait, hold on. Don't bury the
1: lead. <laughs> no way. Um, there was also another <laughs> – no, <laughs> no, no way we're doing 4 a.m. parties anymore. He was uh, there. I think he went. Seriously. <laughs> Cost of Yeah, Sorry, I go, think go, there go, actually go. was a – there, there was another shoe, too, on display mm-hmm. at the exhibit that we have a funny relationship with. Oh, what is it? It's the blue and black sold Air Force One mm-hmm. worn by friend of the program, yes. Zarek Valentin. Yes, tell that story. MLS player. So Zarek's just a – he's a friend of mine, mm-hmm. um, MLS player for Houston Dynamo, or most most recently for Houston uh, Dynamo. Played for like, like 10 years in the league. He's, mm-hmm. he's just like a fan of the show. Hits me up, we have like a friendship, whatever. And he's a Nike athlete. He played in Portland for a period, so mm. I guess he had like a pretty good connect to Nike playing mm. for the Timbers. And he got his seating box sent. Nike sending him some. And he wears a size nine. And he randomly got sent unreleased off-white Air Force One sample, which is the blue with the black sole and like the spiral uh, lacing on it. And he had posted, and I'm like, dude, you need to like send us a bunch of pictures of this or whatever. Because nobody had really seen that shoe very much at that point. No No one. No. No. no, Virgil had worn it on like a runway show. Mm -hmm. Yeah, with the
0: with the blue Arteryx. I remember every outfit. And
1: it was funny because I remember like not to talk about the slack but yeah. there was like a debate people people being like oh i don't think this is news i don't know if we should post it or whatever and i'm like look the guy got an unreleased air- off-white air force one yeah. he's gonna send us a bunch of pictures of it and then tell us the story of yeah. how an mls player randomly got sent like a shoe that at the time would have been worth like fifteen thousand yeah. dollars or something like i that.
2: relayed that to somebody at nike too that weekend of seeing that shoe on the wall because yeah. this was one of those yeah. unreleased air force ones that was on display at the museum for yeah. the virgil codes exhibit and being like just so you know, I know a person who
1: has those who believes yep. he was maybe mistakenly sent them by Nike. You know, I think I think they he told me they had asked for the shoes back. Really? Yeah, because they were like, you weren't supposed to get those. These were like meant for someone else or. I so wonder who. Now let me ask you if Nike said like if Nike
2: <laughs> happened to send you a unreleased off white Air Force One in the mail and they asked for them back, what, what's your
1: response? <laughs> oh man. <laughs> and he and he wore them though. He did the MLS version of the tunnel, like walking to the game with the I think cl- that's what you gotta do is be like <laughs> I with the wore cleats them. in hand. And I think they had a party in the locker room once where they were shooting off silly string and they got all over the shoes.
0: Kinda connected. We had a shipment. At finish line, two thousand five, I think it was like regular white on white Air Force Ones. We mm-hmm. opened the box. Oh, it was you, just, yeah, it was just a bunch of Halloween Air Force Ones. The patent leather. Yeah, and yeah, like, yeah, We are not supposed to have these, and I think they must have been in the system though. But yeah,
1: and what did you I think people bought them? Okay, people, people. I think
0: maybe employees bought them. You, you know,
1: Derek yeah. Curry, and just flip them all. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I don't know what that story is about. but
1: He told us on the Oh, pod. he did? Yeah, he was reselling
0: oh. the shoes out the back of finish. Wow, thing. Derek Curry on the pod seems
2: like so long ago. We got a, we got a big archive.
1: Woof. 2020. Go Please go bags.
2: go binge the archive during the holiday season. So no no releases of the Virgil shoes that weekend, but Art Basel did have some sneaker releases. I think the Stone Island New Balance 574. Wow. They came out? I think they did a quiet release at the Stone Island store in Miami. well think Welty. Victor,
1: Victor Kahn had posted it
2: yeah from packer shoes yeah. uh, all, our, all our
1: friends over there shout out to them welty are you into the so I, stone island new balance 574 as as people know i've said on the pod like i'm i'm not the biggest fan of the 574 as there a are, model yeah there are a few 574s that i have that you know i have some like special collaborations or whatever that mm. you know it's not my it's not my favorite shoe but i'll wear them maybe once in a while yeah but They've, like, retooled the 574 this year mm-hmm. and added, um, like, an end cap to it, which is the plastic heel. Made the sole a little thicker. Like, the 574 looks so thin compared to a lot of the other shoes. And yeah. this one's, like, a little more... And as a result, bigger. looks a little cheap a lot of times, yeah. right? And it's a little more beefed up because they did that bodega collaboration. There's, like, mm-hmm. a blue and a yellow pair. The suede ones? Yeah. look nice. Um, They did the Stone Island, the whole joke, get the badge in. They literally put a huge honking badge. Is the badge too big? No, I think the badge. <laughs> I, <laughs> I was looking at it. I was looking at. him am like, is that badge bigger than the badge on a jacket? Mm. You know, it's so huge. Mm. Um, and it just looks it looks it looks ostentatious. But I feel like that's part of the appeal of a lot of Stone Island okay. stuff. So, so do you, you want the five talking about the
0: end cap and the thicker sole. You're warming up to the five seventy four. Just not, say it. I lo- no, I
1: just... like that shoe. I like that shoe. Okay. okay. And then you were surprised too because Complex Sneakers had tweeted it, and that tweet like went off. It had yeah, like I thirty thousand likes or something like that. Stone Adam Island. Management.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah, and there's also the the football kits they did, soccer yeah. Uh, yeah. jerseys
1: they did, And the cleats boots yeah they wore <laughs> we're translating the on, on the fly yeah i believe that raheem sterling had yeah. worn them for england are i want you, i want that that jersey that
2: stone island's new balance soccer jersey i want that a lot
0: are, did the the stone oh. island 574s make your new balance list that you were that you oh won?
2: yeah he was formulating on he the for, fly formulating,
0: his, in, yeah. nobody asked but yeah, yeah i love that in no particular asked. order no one asked <laughs> what, is, then, what is the
1: meme where it's like Absolutely nobody. Exactly. Dot, dot, I love me. that he was just New go, Balances of the year. No, because <laughs> we We listing. were having a discussion. We were yes. having a discussion about New Balance. Yes, and there was a shoe that I love that I was thinking about wearing today. Because guess what? Oh, they, you have them. They came in the mail. Okay, but okay. it's not the reason. That's not the only reason why I like the shoe. It's the up there <laughs> st- store. Yeah, in, uh, in Australia. And I like the other two thousand two fir- R. Right. Backyard Legends. The mm-hmm. first one this year. Backdoor Legends. No, Uh, like (laughs) I thought I thought it was like not slept on, but it was like a regional release. So Mm. a lot of people couldn't get them. But it's the shoe with the webbing. I like that one a lot.
0: And I like that colorway. And I like the shroud. I know that there was some uh, difference of opinion in the shroud. (laughs) This one, even though. Sorry, you you finished. But even though it is a maroon and white shoe. What's a white shoe? You don't like it. Well, no, 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 not that. I do think the first colorway is better. And even though it is the Marauder's color colors that we talked about not my favorite one and that prompted you to just start listing your favorite new balance <laughs> of
1: <laughs> the year i said it was a good sh- <laughs> i said it was i think it's a great shoe um the white with the maroon with the hot pink hits on the heel and the, basis, the little bit of lime green on the heel keep going and and what else more importantly mm. two of the most respected new balance people in the world who you and no old oh, myself not included <laughs> our friend rob stewart aka glasgow rob aka and sterling Rich- rob and richie rojas richie aka rojas. mr new balance 365 mm-hmm. both said it may be a a contender for sneaker of the year Ooh, in their
0: that's who put the battery
1: in your back uh, but when those people huh? te- i'm not saying that my opinion just goes off of them but when like the real new balance <laughs> connoisseurs say this is a good shoe i tend to listen you're sometimes. riding with them i tend to listen sometimes yeah
2: like when like when I feel like sometimes when, com- sometimes when PG gets mad about an Air Force One release, you're on here pushing P, and I mean pushing PG's wow. agenda. you doing
0: the Con McGregor. <laughs> I'd like to apologize to absolutely nobody, right? Is that what? So, wait. Okay, for me, best new balance of 2022, and no order. This is no order. list. Up yes. there, times two, up there, 2002 R. Uh-huh. The yeah. second, the, the one we just talked about. It may be the first
1: one, but either one of the I two. I like the first one.
0: One of the two. Paperboy Beams 920. Yes. That's the mismatch ones that mm-hmm. were at Complex Con. Joe Freshgood's nine nine three, not you, that color, but the pink, the pink one, okay. which Joe has. You th- you you went to check to see if yeah. I was. Wearing. I'm not wearing them in the rain.
2: He's wearing the blue pair right now. That's that's it. You didn't get you didn't get to finish it. No, Oh, three. three. I said top three.
0: Oh, yeah. okay, okay, cool. okay okay, okay, Um Straight rats is
2: making mine. Straight. Oh, how do you not put straight rats on there? He, I
1: like it, but it's just dude, not a. The, uh, uh, the top uh, three new
2: guys of the year. Easy. That's in my. T- Joe's giving me the fist bump. Okay, that's in my bump. top three. Oh, beautiful. That's that's in my top five sneakers of the year. My personal. Wow. Yeah. The new the New Balance Trey Rats MT580s. Do here. you have them? No, I'll buy them.
0: Oh, they're so good. I should
2: so I should
1: I should have been cruising around Miami looking for a pair, but it was you know it was we were busy. In Miami. The conversation was prompted because I was talking to our good friend Bima. Yes. Mm-hmm. And he he goes. I what was with you, him in Miami. He goes. Yeah. What do you think about in a ten k? What do you think about the Salehi 990 V2s? Mm-hmm. Which great shoe. And he says to me, he goes, I think it's my favorite new balance of the year, maybe a top three sneaker of the year. Woo! Ooh. High praise from Bima. That's yeah. too,
2: that's too high for me,
1: but yeah. I, I do like those. That's what had me contemplating what my favorite new balance is of the year. Got it. Now we now we know the source.
2: Can I mention a couple a couple yeah. more Miami things real quick? Of course. And then maybe we can give away some sneakers. Um, we were we were with Gerald a little bit. Always always Forest. big up to Gerald. I saw him getting buckets even in Miami. Yep. Big Waz was in the mix. Oh nice. <laughs> oh yeah. Awesome. <laughs> we almost made it to eleven. Gary Payton was in the mix. Okay. And then uh I was supposed to go fishing with Dizzy Rascal, but didn't make it. What were so you trying to catch for another day? What were we <laughs> trying, trying to catch? Uh we were just gonna go out to the ocean and see see what came to us. This guy's a master marketer. <laughs> No, this guy's a master networker. <laughs> Name dropper. I thought you were going there. No, 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 no.
0: I'm in. The, I go to Miami. I pop out of the events. The rest, I'm in the hotel. This guy is You're meeting a everyone. A little bit.
2: <laughs> Should we give away some shoes? Let's do it. Every week on the Complex Sneakers Podcast, no matter what, no matter what the circumstances, macro or micro, we give away a free pair of sneakers <laughs> here on the Complex Sneakers Podcast with our good friends ebay and their authenticity guarantee program you can go to ebay.complex.com to submit a question for us to respond to here on the air if we pick your question if we like the question and if you're a u.s resident you have to be a u.s resident to enter this contest we are going to send you a free pair of shoes courtesy of ebay and their authenticity guarantee program joe
0: a lot of virgil talk this episode and these are
2: it's only right oh man whoo not the zarek valentine but no no but the
0: 2019 mca release
2: okay <laughs> hold on hold on this is the hold most on. you've ever struggled getting oh, a shoe on. out of a box hold the on. slider there box. we go i know the
0: sliders <laughs> i love there's a lot going on turn the 2019 no release the mca what mm-hmm. a beautiful beautiful shoe mm-hmm. we talked about all the iterations that virgil had on display at the codes i love this one i mine. Kodak Black okay. episode, Sneaker but shopping. yeah, I put. I, you know, we always talk about. it. I think this is my second favorite besides the MoMA
1: one. It was a. It was like a quasi Complex Con release, not really. Oh, oh that's there was right. a few pairs. There that's was like right. was there like two pairs? or few something? Few pairs for Complex Con in Chicago. You hated that. I remember. I, don't know, <laughs> he but I hated think it, was, it. I don't know what the exact. I think it was. I think it was like less than five
2: pairs or something right, like and that. The, yeah. Well, yeah, we were given the information that this shoe was releasing at Complex Con, and we tried to give people a heads up. Um, and then as we do and then we realized oh it's a literally a couple pairs It's just such a oh, man but hey we're making up for it now by giving somebody a free pair
0: yes and we are giving them to anthony jordan mangini from la and anthony asks, what are your thoughts on wearing specific school associated colorways if you didn't attend that school or are a fan should these shoes be held for students slash alumni yes I, but I, are, are we talking about P's and stuff that I, become rare and I think people? So. Okay,
2: it depends. To me, I know where you're going, Joe, because like you have to look at the most iconic series of dunks there is to the be true dunks, right? Yes, the the Nike dunks that started all Michigan, which were college yes. colors program. Yeah,
1: Michigan, mm-hmm. Syracuse, Kentucky. To me, that's totally fine. Those I agree. those shoes are like that's totally fine because a lot of those shoes to some people don't even have the connotation that they're this school they're, they're far removed the logos aren't on them i mean i remember i really wanted the kentucky nike sb version mm-hmm. when those came out that's the mm. suede one
0: yeah yeah oh it was very similar it's just no it was be true but it yeah. was suede yeah yeah, suede. Yep. yeah, yep. yeah, yeah.
1: Yep. um i really wanted those but like if you wear like a georgetown like terminator or something like that you can get away with that that's yeah fun. that's yeah. different that's more yeah
0: but you're talking about what about like when people are chasing rare P. i think th- i think
1: you look goofy thank you if you are a professional athlete mm-hmm. who went to another university mm-hmm. and now all of a sudden you're wearing like a Marquette P. Jordan form. Mm. Yeah. I mean – I could give you all an hour on this. G- give us a you know little
0: bit. No, no, no. Let's <laughs> go in. Let's go in. because, <laughs> yeah, give us a because it all. It all. Also, kind of, you
2: have connection because, like, the Genesis
0: Oregon. Is, yeah. Has a lot of PEs. Mighty the, Oregon. Yeah, that must what, like they might have the most. That PEs. must give you the little bit of the Arthur meme sometimes when <laughs> what, you see that, right? <laughs> not what did a you, dads, bit. get the little fist? You know. What did
1: you, what did you think about like back in the day when you see someone like Kevin Durant going hard to secure himself a pair of Oregon Air Jordan? Corny, and not just the athletes. I think for a lot of people
2: i get that it's an exclusive thing and and that just adds a lot to it and i think we all fall victim to that oh this is an exclusive thing i want it but to me i could never no matter how exclusive it is and and god i hope somebody doesn't find some some part in Hmm. my past where i'm contradicting this but i could never go hard for some exclusive shoe for another college because you know i'm a duck baby you know i spent you know keep going (laughs) Keep going. someone's gonna <laughs> you know, find a picture of you somewhere smith walton you know what about... i was in the dorms i was in the i was in the cafeteria like to me oh, oh okay okay <laughs> you know honey stung chicken um, some whammies some big mouth burrito but i just feel like those sneakers are exciting because i was a part of that and because i spent formative years there and that is what is exciting about college sports in general, which is where these sneakers come from. So if if you're on the outside and and you just think it looks cool or, and you know, I think Nike is partly to blame to this because Phil Knight has obviously given the University of Oregon millions and hundreds of millions of dollars in order to make it an enticing brand for people who've Never been to the Willamette Valley for people who uh, never went to the jail yep, for a see. plate of teriyaki. You know, for people who never doing. sniffed uh, track town pizza wafting <laughs> through the air yep. while you're trying to focus on your finals, you know.
0: You thought he was done?
2: You never went to Rennie's? No. um. So I just feel like, yeah, if there's another college that you went to or you're associated with to go out of your way to, you know, get a get – a, a, exclusive for another school is like really like you know there's this oregon you know let me tell you, you know maybe i can really keep going because you know they just some guy just dropped some 250 fifty dollar book about i think it's called innovation university of it's you know it's like about how great university of oregon football program is and stuff and they they got a bunch of interviews with people in there who didn't go to the school you know maybe not a bunch but a, at least a couple you never reached out to brendan dunn whoa question 18th though. and Ferry alley you know i come he's from looking that. right into his charlton willamette
0: I have a question though. Please. What about me, a (laughs) Yukon graduate wearing
1: a Syracuse dunk? That's but, even that's even like more sacrilegious, isn't okay, it? Okay, so so and I got the St. John's Nike, Nike, Nike yeah, on right Yeah, that's now, why I looked at <laughs> but
2: listen, it. That's, if it's the Be True version, it doesn't have the school logos. It's not a PE. You didn't okay. fucking jump out the window to to spend thousands of dollars on it. Then you I spend think that's $10, different. Dollars just on.
0: You know, Jerry, Jerry McNamara and Carmelo Anthony putting us through hell all those years, though. You think I could show up to <laughs> <Eric> Store's <laughs> campus? You think I could show up to Jonathan's and the Yukon Co-op <laughs> and some Syracuse yeah, we'll Dunk?
1: Eric Divendorf. Exactly.
0: Was that the
2: Yeah, I think that was the OT game. Yeah. Where yeah, he
1: got on like he got on the announcer's table. Exactly. The, the uh.
2: I mean, it's like to me if a sh- if a shoe costs thousands of dollars and I'm going to buy it, which I'm I'm not. It, it better mean a lot to me. And what does the University of Oregon mean to y'all who are going out and spending thousands of dollars on these Oregon player exclusives? Cuz I n- I know what it means to me, you know. I I've been i have been oh. at the library. No, so, sorry.
1: Yeah, listen. You
0: know, just every single every single structure on
1: campus. I right, listen. I was in there. I feel like pizza in Oregon got to be pretty ass though.
2: You know what? Uh. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> there there have been some controversial lists recently that ranked some Portland pizzerias as the top in the nation.
1: Uh, I don't believe that. Are I, you trying? It, to... I mean, it, it happened. No, I know, but I'm saying I don't. I don't buy into. A pizza the... Shoals is good. I, I don't buy into it. <laughs> people people can this, say whatever they want.
2: Who we giving the shoes away to again?
1: Anthony, listen.
0: Anthony inspired a spirited conversation. School spirit, right? Yeah. And he is getting these MCA Virgil Air Force Ones. Great pair.
2: Nice one. Uh, by the way, I kind of alluded to it. Should we talk about the shoes we're wearing on feet real quick? Let's yeah. do it. Uh, a fitting one, given that conversation I'm wearing, the vintage... VNTG, not actual vintage, the, the faux vintage one. Uh, Nike Dunk High, red and white. St. John's, despite having no connection at all to St. John's University, I just think they look pretty. But there's no logos on it, so I'm not, I'm not betraying my values here. Topical, nor anywhere else. Joe, what are you wearing?
0: Eerie day, wearing the CDG Sundermax. You go triple black on purpose oh, today? Yeah. Uh not the fit. No, it's navy. Okay. That's yeah, navy. Yeah. I don't think so. I've God, I've worn this hoodie for years. Yeah, pretty, pretty simple CDG. I'm not going to check the colors. CDG, Sunder, Air Max,
1: um, and you? I'm just doing a uh, blue Joe Fresh Goods 993s, nine threes, he's at ComplexCon as well, as so did half of the ComplexCon attendees. There were a lot in yes, the there was a the lot of Florida those in day. the crowd.
0: And... We talk about on the Sneaker of the Year panel, which I said may come out the 12th. It may get pushed back, but Mm. we'll see. So Mm -hmm. just a a little bit of a programming note there.
1: But how can someone say that these aren't a good shoe for Easter? (laughs) Don't give it up. More more precursor for the Sneaker of the Year
2: uh, complex comp panel that will be on YouTube. And we'll also do a uh, Top 10 Sneakers of the Year conversation here on the podcast, I think, soon to wind it down for the year. We've got to do a little bit of catch-up, right? Yes, yeah. we
0: do. There's some sneaker news for sure.
2: Yeah, where do we want to start? Lawsuits?
1: Sure. That's a, that's your biggest... Uh... That was last week.
2: <laughs> always always exciting for yeah. me. Nike is suing Cool Kai and Omi over their knockoff Air Jordan ones, which isn't surprising at all given how aggressive Nike has been in protecting their intellectual property around these designs. Everybody's been sued for these things recently. And I think because of that, if you're somebody who's making these things you have to know what's coming eventually right and i hope these guys were prepared for that Mm. moment i hope they were getting themselves ready i hope they've talked to people like john geiger or warren lotus in order to figure out how to fight this stuff because as we know nike is gonna fight it pretty hard you know um we we actually kind of Felt like this thing was coming a little bit because I had a cease and desist a couple months ago that Nike had sent to Omi, being like, "Hey, if if, if you're not prepared to change these sneakers, and this is the Air Jordan ones essentially with the lightning bolt on the side, Nike had told them we're going to sue you if you don't comply." With, Isn't that with
1: that situation is interesting too? Because it was Cool Kai who was in who was making them first, and mm-hmm. then Omi went to had like a beef with Kai and wanted to bootleg his bootlegs. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, it's
2: it's very it's there's so many like meta levels to it. Uh,
0: is there any differences that you've noticed in these lawsuits compared to the past ones, or they
2: feel pretty familiar to me? To be honest, I did not read the whole complaint because I was at the Casablanca party in Miami. Our 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 own Riley Jones has been on this one, but okay. yeah, I, it feels familiar. I think one thing that we've learned from these past lawsuits is that you can settle with nike on these things like you don't have to just fold up right away and i you know i'm looking forward to seeing how these guys fight this thing because i think they have a significant amount of resources as john geiger did to yeah to push back and to be like no i'm not just gonna do what nike is is demanding right away i'm gonna i'm gonna fight against this you know warren lotus was able i don't like those shoes i don't like these shoes but was able to change his design a little bit and still make sneakers so a- as as aggressive as nike has been I don't know how successful they've been because a lot of these people are still making sneakers, just ones that don't look as much like iconic Nike shoes.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I think with the thing like this, it's just... it's I don't think it's Nike trying to pinpoint anyone in... Spe- well, they are because they're suing someone. Mm-hmm. But it just feels like it's almost like a broad swath of like, hey, if you do this yeah. at this point, we're going to try and come for you. Yeah. Where it's not like a personal targeted attack of... Mm-hmm. We don't like you. This is the reason why we're trying to sue you. Yeah, because you see, you know, it, it's everywhere from the big names to people who are simply just doing stuff on like Wish or whatever. you yeah. know what I mean. So,
0: it's it's like a crackdown opera. It's like they set out how yeah. long, however long ago. At this point, it seems like it's been bubbling up for what now? Two years? Yeah, two two years. And yeah. that they were like, we're one of the
2: initiatives is to crack down on this. I mean, Cause I it's feel been, like, it's like it's when Warren one, Lotus got sued in the think fall about of twenty twenty. That had to have sent a warning shot. And I think that's the intention to a lot of these people of like, you better get ready because this thing is going to come it, eventually. It
0: seems like it started with that. And then it's just been consistent, consistent, consistent. Yeah.
2: But what I'm impressed by is when these people, like I said, are willing to fight back. And I know a lot of people didn't appreciate it, but I thought it was great when Cool Kai responded with mm-hmm. the band ad right away and said, mm-hmm. like, look, we're just going to lean into this thing. And, and I don't want to say embrace it, but like if, you know, turn ready? it into a marketing moment if we can. Um I hope we get to talk to him about the shoes. Yeah, I know somebody, love somebody from his operation kind of put it out there. Oh, this
1: is the first time Complex have ever oh, covered us. I feel us. like it's we not we've not always wanted thing. to. go. No. We need to clear that up too. I know. Clear it up too because just for like, just for uh, you know, clarity, we don't really cover any of the knockoff shoes yeah. for, for the most part. Unless it's legal action around them. Yeah. Or if it's something huge. Mm. I don't know. But we don't do like release dates on every single of the knockoff shoes. And a lot of them move so fast that it's like, this is coming out in two days, boom, you Mm -hmm. know? And I think in the past, I was actually talking to someone behind the scenes. We've actually tried to get Kai on full size run. For years. Seven times this year alone. So we're more, and it's not to talk about just is Nike going to sue you? We're like here to tell your story, you know, tell you like how you built your business, you know, everything about, you know, your inspiration, et cetera, et cetera. And, you know, tell your story to the world. So it's not that we're out here just trying to slander or put a, something bad on your name or yeah. whatever. I mean, that, that was
2: frustrating to see that. And I know a lot of times people think that complex is the enemy. And for a lot of people, they are, you know, I, I hope they're not spending their energy thinking that. Cause like you said, we've tried to interview cool Kai for years. We tried to get yeah. him on full size run. Trinidad has worn his shoes on full size. We never
1: said anything negative
2: about him at all. So yeah. It's like... he's, he's had boots at complex con. I mean, th- that's just like the truth of it. You know, I, I I wish them both luck in their fight against Nike. I, I we've said it on I think the full size run episode of John Geiger, like we've all been to war with Nike at different points. And it's it's no fun. So we're,
1: yeah, we're not sitting here being like, I hope you get sued. Mm. I hope Nike takes you down. I hope you lose. Like that's not yeah. our intention at all. It's just big sneaker news, and we're covering it. But yeah. we're more we more than want you to come on the platform to tell the story of your sneakers and your life and everything else. You yeah. Know? I'm interested to see how the legal battle progresses. I'm sure that um, these guys aren't going to go
2: down without a fight. So,
1: And there's an, there's an, there was another person as well. Yeah, Lil Nar, I think. The, the rapper got sued. Is that right? Yeah. They were, <laughs> yeah. They, they were doing knockoff shoes as well. So. Yeah. It, it, see, I wonder it when, how long this wave can last. And when you see that as well, mm-hmm. it makes you realize that it's not Nike just trying to come at one person. It's no. just saying, hey, if you're doing this, we're going yeah. to get you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We will
0: see definitely some other news. Uh, officially, Kyrie
2: Irving and Nike parted ways. Yeah, I think that honestly, we saw that and it didn't feel that newsworthy because it felt like Nike was kind of already there. I mean, I mean, it's
1: still newsworthy, yeah, you can't he was not for
2: sure, for sure, for sure. I just mean, like, it felt like a foregone conclusion to a lot of us. A, a couple of weeks ago, Nike. They didn't place it under review in the same way Adidas placed the Kanye West thing under review, but Nike said that they're suspending Kyrie Irving, or that yeah. was the news that Shams broke.
0: And then November 4th, they said they won't be launching Kyrie
2: Eights. Yeah. The Kyrie Eights. But even more than that, like Phil Knight yeah. gave an interview talking Two days about later. how Kyrie Two Irving, days later. I don't know what his words were, but went too far. I think when Phil Knight is coming out speaking on a specific athlete, which. I don't even know what the PR strategy was behind that to have the man himself come from behind the curtain and and shit up Kyrie
0: Yeah, so two days later he said, I would doubt that we would go back, but I don't know for sure. Yeah,
1: but it felt like this was a long time coming regardless of all the comments or actions Mm -hmm. that Kyrie's done over the past month or so. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, we we had it on here last – or talk about it last year, or was it this year? It was probably this year, where he just said his shoe was trash. His that was last year. Yeah, his shoe was trash. It seemed like he was trying to get out of his Nike contract mm-hmm. back then. So, it I don't know. It doesn't really feel yeah. that surprising. I guess
2: that's what I meant when I said it didn't feel newsworthy because, like I like I just said, it, it just felt like a kind of a foregone conclusion of this thing is deteriorating. The deal was set to expire in 2023. You got Phil Knight going on national TV saying this ain't it, so – It makes sense. Just pack it up.
0: And then, what do you think in terms of going forward? Do you think he'll be seeking out another sneaker deal? Do you think some brands will be clamoring to sign him? Or or I don't think
2: any of the biggest brands will be looking to sign. I don't think Adidas is looking to sign Kyrie Irving. I wouldn't be surprised if he had a deal with Anta Anta. or something. That's what what I was thinking. People
0: people were mentioning that 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 may be a possibility. And then, like you know, just Kyrie Irving sneakers were are super popular for Nike on court, especially. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: Especially it was one of those shoes I think we talked about it on here. It's like you'd walk past like any like middle school or something like that and it was like the number one shoes that you would just see on feet with the kids. So Mm -hmm. yeah. But maybe you know, John Morant is coming soon. John Morant's signature shoe. Maybe that will help fill
2: the void. You know, they have a lot of young talent who I think can help replace that revenue, which is something they'll wanna do, especially in the basketball category. You know. When, when Kyrie sneakers are no longer a source of money for them because I think that's what it you know and we don't know
1: if this was in reaction to this but on the Nike website all the shoes are 50% off
2: yeah yeah I wouldn't be surprised if they're just trying to get all the stock liquidated as quickly as possible
0: yeah and like you said it, when that news broke immediately after there was reports that John Morant is still progressing in line for a signature yeah. sneaker which like you know he's big box office now he's an absolute superstar and remember you guys had him, had him early full, on we had full him all full-size full size size run size yeah. Right right early drafted. Yeah. yeah early on but uh that was crazy yeah it's crazy to go back and look at that but him getting a signature shoe and then devin booker was another name that was floated that he yeah. might get a signature shoe too you, too young
2: can i talk about another big box office sneaker oh spider-man these new spider-man jordan ones yeah
0: huh okay Good transition
2: thank you Yep. the disclaimer is always these are leaked photos we don't know the whole story we haven't seen a great look at this upcoming sneaker because you know somebody who stole it out of a factory and took a photo with the potato is showing it us for the first time but the spider-man jordan one that's on the way looks big trash to me but
0: people were not feeling the what is it what kind of print is it what I don't know, it's the I don't one know on the what color. it
1: is. I want answers. Yeah, the one on the – co- what I, I can think, we describe I think it someone as? someone said maybe it was just the – some sort of treatment that was in some of the illustrations mm. throughout the film. Okay. That maybe that they transferred over the shoes. And sometimes these these
2: early looks end up being fake or not accurate and things like that. Well, there
1: was originally – so just for context, there was that original – I think it's the Spider-Verse yeah. shoe. The, the Jordan one, 1. The one looks like – has like the webbing on it. It looks like a Chicago Jordan 1. I mm-hmm. think it has a clear sole mm-hmm. on it as well. I mean, I'm not really into the the superhero movies. I watch them on flights. That's that's about it. (laughs) Yeah, Um, but I'm not just
0: putting up the Avengers.
1: I'm not I'm not going, you know, on release day to go watch it in in the theaters. But I didn't realize how expensive that shoe is. The, the First one, Spider Verse Jordan one. Yes, how, like, how much is it? Uh, somewhere between I think six and eight hundred dollars. People really? like that shoe I gotta, yeah. a lot. I gotta
2: go on eBay. But you take in you six or eight hundred dollars. People like that shoe a you, lot.
1: T- you take in the comic book fandom or film fandom, and then put it on a limited Jordan one, and it just yeah. seems like a foregone conclusion that it's God, gonna go for a lot so of money. So many other sneakers I would people spend love that. That, that come But out. imagine, imagine you're just you're not like a core core sneakerhead. But you're just a, you like sneakers somewhat. Yeah. And you're a huge Marble comic book person, fan. Yeah. <sighs> well, again. That's why it's like, for, for me, the shoe isn't it, you know? Mm-hmm. And no matter what, it's not going to be it. Mm-hmm. But for some people, it's going to be everything. So to me, it's just like, I'm, I'm not going to save judgment, but just going to. You mean for the old one or for the for new both, one? For both. Yeah. For both. It's like, there's going to be a huge audience that's going to love it so much. and but at least the old one kind of looked that's good. That's never going to be my world. Yeah. Oh, can we pull back the curtain a little bit too? Uh, Re Spider Man? Uh, yeah. What? Uh, so we had actually made. Uh, I think I, I. don't think I have it on my computer I don't know anymore. Where we're going here. Matt Neither. Gion had made a uh, full size run editor Matt Gian for an the Mayor episode, and when he had told a story about Charlie the cheetah, RIP, RIP, dying. Um. I forget which Spider-Man movie it is, but there's an intro where Iron Man dies, <laughs> yeah. and they play Whitney Houston "I Will Always Love You," yeah. and we had recreated um, that that skit. <laughs> yeah, "I Will Always Love You" over the Charlie the Cheetah. Yes, Wars. yes. Yeah. And um, we were going to put in the episode, but obviously we couldn't clear it through. Legal. Yeah.
2: I don't know how much of the full size run budget it would take to uh, clear Whitney Houston's "I Will oh, Always wow. Love You" for eight seconds, but to it might have t- tapped us out for the entire year. You yeah. could you could have hit up uh, the next couple of years. You could have
1: hit up the Emirati Prince that owned Charlie the Cheetah and see if he could load us some him. money for it. It's possible. <laughs> he, he, once just, you have the fitting tribute,
0: <laughs> once you, I know that I feel like we differed in the past mm-hmm. that I really want next week mm-hmm. eBay dunks. Okay. And you did some reporting on the auction aspect of it talk about the auction aspect and what's the deal i think it's what is it 10 pair special box yeah 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 yeah.
2: so obviously the the full disclosure is that we're sponsored by ebay on this podcast and ebay spends money advertising on complex so let's just say that before we discuss the shoe but i I did talk to some people who were involved in the design and the release of the shoe ebay is doing 10 charity auctions with a skatable box you know like a box you would see in a skate park yeah commemorative box where it has the retro of the ebay dunk with the see-through sections you could skate the box yeah so it's you like could you could do on tricks it. i couldn't well uh, there's a commemorative saw wow in there. i totally missed that sorry and then there's a collector's pair which because will have, the shoes were cut in yeah yes one cut-up the shoe and one intact shoe in the pair it's very complicated but go look at the images and you'll realize it. so for the people that don't know the eBay dunk or the quote-unquote charity dunk in its original iteration 2003 a shoe that was on display at the action sports retailer trade show in 2003 they cut up the original sample just development samples are the shoe barely exists you know they, they cut the shoe up and they did a charity auction back then in 2003 for the sneaker where basically the only person in the world who was meant to own it was a person who won the charity auction. It raised over $30,000, Tim Brash Foundations, skate parks in the Portland area. And the secret behind it was that Sandy Bodecker, a Nike legend who started at Nike in 1979 as a footwear tester and was the founder of Nike SB, he actually bought that auction pair in 2003. It was kept a secret for a long time. He brought him out in 2013, I think, when he moved on from Nike SB to elsewhere in Nike to become the VP of Special Projects. So. Sorry this is a long with I'm doing monologuing yet, but this is a long important history of the SB charity eBay dunk and in the 2022 version they're bringing it back as a tribute to Sandy Bodecker but also officially involving eBay this time and the sneaker in its new form looks like it's been cut up. So it has these clear sections on it mm-hmm. yeah. as if it is the original. So that the idea behind that was to preserve the sanctity of the original, Got where it. like it's still the case that only Sandy Bodecker has ever owned that original. Sense. His foundation now is mm-hmm. in possession of them. But it's, it's a way you can participate. And then, besides
0: the auction, they will hit skate shops yep. later, right?
2: Yeah, they're going to mm-hmm. do... Uh, a Nike SB skate shop release and a sneakers release. Uh, eBay and Nike are also doing this like skate them out uh, pop up in Portland where you can buy a bunch of recent sb dunks that people really want and sell it's, for a bunch of money well, but you have to put them on your feet and skateboard out oh, of the store oh. but you can buy them for 65 dollars the original but, interesting i mean i think price. on
1: the on the new pair there's on the insole there's a picture of sandy bodecker i think on the heel it just says sb yeah yeah a lot of cool tributes really really tying back to sandy i was actually um i don't know how it came up i because well you were you're writing the story mm. you know and i had googled I looked up Sandy's old Instagram account. Mm. Problem Solver problem 8. Problem Solver yeah. 8, yeah. And I'm like scrolling through it just to kind of see, you know, what he had posted mm. back in the day. And there was one thing he posted was said, because he obviously passed away um, due to cancer. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And he had posted that when he was going through the cancer treatments Mm -hmm. that the Nike SB team, I think it was every week, had created a one-of-one sample shoe. Wow. Very cool. For him. And I think there was one shoe, it may have been like the Zoom URL or something like that, where it was uh, a Guinness-inspired one. He had done Guinness-inspired shoes in the past. Obviously, the black and tan, which was there was a lot of controversy Mm -hmm. around that shoe. But they had made it and it said Bodecker. Uh, draft or yeah. drought on the side with the Guinness logo. Joe, Joe, I'm a little surprised that you want the newbie. I,
2: I wanted them... For, I really liked them for a while. I think it came you up... Like a white you, shoe? The yeah. retro, but also... How white? do you wear that sneaker? With the clear sections on it? I'll put some dad socks You'll on. You don't really wear bro. that because... I, and the shoe was a bizarre. You know shoe how many pairs
0: of dyed lapstone and hammer socks I have from <laughs> Brian, Brian from yeah. three or four years ago. I have so many. I bought so many. I'm, I always like that sneaker, but I would say this weekend, mm-hmm. I feel like Costin was wearing them. Right? He skated in them. Oh yeah. man! Just already. have need. some skaters in Portland. People
1: were like, "How do you skate in that shoe?"
0: The, were you at the? Did you make it for the the Virgil skate no, invitational? No, okay. No, I think he wore them, and it just like and then the ad the, the the little. Nike SB they did today yeah. I think P-Rod I correct me if I'm wrong P-Rod is narrating it mm-hmm. but I really want that's to
2: I- Hunter Mariah he was at Nike SB for a long time I hope I pronounced his last name correctly sorry Hunter and now he's at eBay and he helped see that project do you guys like him I mean I like it so I interviewed people about the sneaker and that always endears me to a shoe and I think it's such a beautiful tribute to Sandy yeah and I think he was a fatherly figure to a lot of the young people who worked at Nike SB over the years yeah you know it's kind of like a Sandy tribute shoe more than anything. It was yep. originally supposed to release for his birthday, which is I in March.
1: I saw some like accounts are calling the shoe the Sandy. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. It's it's very tied to him. So for that reason, I like it. And I like the history around it. But as a wearable sneaker, I I can't wear that sneaker. I, I totally get it. I just feel like sometimes it's a collection piece, though.
1: It yeah. is,
0: but also sometimes going back to the Invisible Women's Air yeah. Force One when young at Complex and see-through and like see through, but leather, all, but all, exactly, but also like a shoe that it's like, what is going on yeah. and like tough to wear, but sometimes you just want to put shoes like that on, and I really like how okay. this looks. Well, I,
1: well, I think we ta- we talked about it on the podcast with the clot air max mm. one yes. nostalgia well the problem was is that my my feet are like the two different sizes yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> people, it's like you you're look exposing at it, you, you, yourself literally you, people are like why is your foot so small on this <laughs> yeah. one i posted on instagram people were trying to clown me for it but <laughs> can we talk about one more mm-hmm. uh, nike sb before we go oh, yes absolutely orange lobsters yeah did dennis
0: did disco do a lobster i think he did
2: what did he do he was trying to go viral he'd be shot a little yeah reel? look
0: he's eating pasta with those
2: shoes at <laughs> oh, this... the table <laughs> oh man dennis. yeah I saw that last night. You gotta put that video in. Black it. bands. I like the orange lobsters a lot. So do I. But it seems like concepts kind of didn't get the release right. People are mad. So I saw some comments. What exactly happened? So I, I just feel like it was one of those things where they, the online they opened, release. Yeah, or they, the... they, they they opened it up and then. People Raffle feel like it got botted and compromised, and then they had to cancel it and redo it. I saw that yesterday. Uh, it was it was just a mess. And I do think that really detracts from a sneaker when that happens. I think we always have to judge sneakers on how they release, And when it's years into this thing, I know it. You know, I was talking to somebody from Concepts at the Miami event because they did a pop-up for the mm-hmm. shoe. They sold a limited edition box set. I didn't buy the box set, but this person Whoa. was telling me how many resources they had to spend just
1: to release a shoe. We had this conversation. Can we, mm. can we mention this? I don't know what it is, but so you had you had hit me over the weekend saying mm. like, "Oh, I feel stupid because I passed on the box set because mm. it was like, what was it three hundred to three hundred fifty dollars?" Yeah. In so, yeah. at the, t- I guess I, I know in the moment it, it feels like a lot, but obviously yeah. not that you're trying to flip the shoe, but the shoe just is going to go for way more than that. Yeah. So in the moment to buy it with the limited boxing and everything. Mm. It's like a good investment.
2: Yeah. yeah. I, I left I left some pairs for the people. But yeah, the limited edition box set. And also, I want the Orange Lobsters, but I just want a regular SB box for whatever the retail mm-hmm. price is. I don't need a bare brick and a bunch of trinkets. I mean, I think for a lot of people, that stuff is exciting and, and they're happy to... Especially if
1: you're like a real... I'm not saying that you're not a real collector, but the yeah. people who get like really like yeah crazy they want about the complete sets and all the promo that, gear. Me, yeah. I just want the shoes and a regular cardboard box that I can stack in my room, right? Forget about for four years. Where do you rank? Have it? Fall on my head. Did we talk about this already? Where do you rank these in the all time? I think we did. Talk I think about we did. It, right? um, red's red's it for me. That's like the best.
0: That red, yellow. Does that count? Yellow kind because of not really, yellow. and okay. it's also you like the yellow. I like the yellow because I like the speckles. Did you like the Oregon Ducks? Yep, and I like the speckles okay. the speckles on the yellow. I think...
2: We've definitely talked about this. <laughs> we're we're going to end up having a weekly pr- segment. Orange we is in
1: the it. middle. Or, I, like, I
0: think it's cool. It's I, I, I,
1: More importantly, what's your favorite way to eat lobster? That's a better question. <laughs> You're on the Complex Sneakers lobster podcast. Lobster tails. Some, a lot of butter on them. I'll do a lobster roll. Okay. I think you just got to boil it. Crack <laughs> it open <laughs> with some... All
2: right oh lobster that, tails
0: lobster that, that's tails. the big christmas eve food one of the seven fishes oh
1: i feel like if you eat a lobster you have to crack it yourself that's like that's the number one rule if you go to a restaurant and they pre-crack the lobster for you that ain't it uh yeah i gotta i
2: haven't been eating right lately i gotta get some lobster or travel's something. tough you know i just feel so out of it we've we've mentioned we've alluded to the 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 macro conditions happening right now mm-hmm. <laughs> at our workplace. But I'm, I'm just like out here eating gluten-free bread and cheese cold for dinner and things like that's, that. That's, I got to focus on my that's health, rough. man. What
0: kind of cheese? Smoked Gouda. Okay. At least it's, a, at least it's you know, Lux. I thought maybe just like,
1: you know, the, the slices. Crasdale American, cheddar. American, yeah.
0: American slices, you know? <laughs> like
1: Homer did in the Simpsons. Yeah. Maybe you can get some of the Liver King supplements that might be on sale. Oh, right.
2: <laughs> but yeah uh, Concepts Orange Lobster release I-, I didn't try hard to get them when they dropped them online but it felt like a fail and that's a damn shame and I know a lot of people were tagging us every time a sneaker release goes wrong people
1: want yeah because to... we're the pre- people who are like gonna call the brand directly and you say you know what I heard that someone wasn't able to get the shoes. You better oh, make this
2: right. I know what you mean. Like, I feel like that a lot of times when people complain to us about how shoe releases went, where I'm like, this is not a customer service account. Or like, sir, this is a Wendy's. I feel
1: bad for people that, like, get screwed on yeah. shoe releases. but and I, and I know we have a platform where we can talk about all yeah. of it. But I can't call a sneaker brand directly and, no. like, relay your complaint and no. then get the shoe shipped
2: Not to you. about your specific shoe, but I do think we can... Use this place to hold people accountable yeah, for sure. Concepts, so if you had to do a better job than that for releasing these orange lobsters, y'all are not new to this. For and I'm sure Dion will text me if he hears this. Mm.
0: Yeah, so some interesting things still happening in sneakers towards the end of the year. Are you
2: going to try and buy any shoes before the year is over? I want the eBay
0: dunk. Okay, you're going to try and buy the Yeah, eBay I'm going to try to will buy Will you the do eBay. the
2: auction? Will you try and get in on no, the auction? No, those pairs Escatable
0: are very expensive. Box? Yeah, no, I didn't even know. I didn't even know that it was like people. Could skate on that, but Is, I,
1: is it going to bring back memories of not being able to do a soul grind back ugh, in the day? Terrible <laughs> rollerblader. Terrible. All the information you need to know about the. Shoes is in or, your piece. Is in my piece. Or
0: yeah. we'll put the screenshot there. But Thank no, I'm not. That. I want those dunks though. And then I think that's it probably for the end
2: of the year. Well, Welty, are, are there any more sneakers you're trying uh,
1: to buy? Uh. Not that we're going away, we'll be no, back. no, yeah, we'll podcast, be back. Not, I mean, end of the year. It's like, especially this many weeks out, it's like I feel like all the funds got to go to Christmas presents. Yes, okay. Um, Are you
2: buying anybody sneakers for Christmas?
1: Uh, I might buy my mom a pair. I was thinking of getting something the other day, but I might go back and get it. But I don't want to put it out there because okay. she, she, she listens. She, she right? listens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She listens yeah. to this. Uh, one thing I did get yesterday that I was I was a fan of. I got those. Uh, thank you, shout out. So it's whatever. But um, I got sent the Frank Cook. Friend Of the show, uh, Socony, nice. jazz 81s, uh, all suede shoe. I think it's interesting. I think it's a collaboration with the Whitaker Group, mm-hmm. so shout out, James. Okay, um, there's a quote on the inside of the shoe, and it's like, I, I don't want to butcher it or whatever, but essentially, it goes, Mom and Dad, I know these shoes don't go with anything I, I have, but I really need them, and it's a seventh grade. Frank. Uh and like that quote brings yeah. me back to the air cookinis of my mom mm, telling me wow. I, I can't I can't wear them on an everyday basis, but I really wanted a shoe and didn't end up getting them. So that like really resonated with me on the, That's awesome. on the sneaker. And now you're buying your mom sneakers. Yep.
0: Look well, at full circle. Full circle.
1: circle. Beautiful.
0: Before we go, I do want to take a moment to acknowledge the talented people who have worked on this show behind the scenes and have made this show what it is. Uh we wouldn't be able to do this week after week. And I know that we're up here and we are outward facing, but there's so many talented people who work behind the scenes on this show that if it wasn't for them, we would not be able to deliver this show as it is week after week. And I just want to acknowledge them. We want to acknowledge them and put it out there that we are extremely grateful for all their hard work that they've done to get this show where it is. Mm -hmm. And we'd be lost without them. And I just want to, wanted to take a moment and acknowledge them and and um let them know that we're thinking about them and we appreciate them so much and just just super thankful of of the work that they've done to get us to where this is now.
2: Yeah, I mean there are a lot of names we could name and sometimes I get worried about naming names because then you didn't name every single person but it's like an acceptance speech, you know. Yeah. Yeah, man. So many talented people To to mention, I I, I, we could spend the next hour alone doing that. Mm. AJ Ryan, Craig Clayton, Greg Barron, Shiva Bayat, Jasmine Plata, David Weinstein, Nick Bianco, Sean Sell, Jen Stewart, Leslie, just just a a lot of people who we Mm. appreciate so much and who we care about a lot and who we hope they're doing well right now. And yeah, like I said, I wish I could name every single name. There's um. Absolutely, so many of our coworkers who we've so appreciated their contributions and can't thank them enough.
0: Very, very talented group of people who we will miss, and we know that we'll see them soon. Hopefully, hopefully we're not competing with them because they are some very, very talented people. We'll miss them dearly, and and we appreciate everyone who was always around the show and touched the show in any way and was was in that studio. The studio guys, I know.
1: There's there's so many people, people, like studio
0: people that that uh you know. I just remember leaving set, walking five steps away and then being like, Good show, good show today, good show. So yeah. you guys were the, the the real people who made this tick and we appreciate you.
2: And if anything, this episode is for them. You know, we can say this is a tribute one for them. Uh yeah, it's it's us it's us that you see or that you yep. hear when you when you turn this thing on, but there's such a big support network around us who make this thing happen that we couldn't do it without them. So We're indebted to them.
0: Absolutely. And, uh, you know, with that being said, we will be here next week. We hope everyone has a great weekend. Please like, subscribe. We'll see you next week. Our producer is David Matthews. Our associate producer is Jillian Hardman-Webb. Audio editing done by Haley Choi. Special thanks to Jen Stewart, Shiva Bayet, and Haley Choi. The Complex Sneakers Podcast is a production of the Complex Podcast Network.